The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Go, go, Sanderson. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome into Payoff Pitch Action Network's MLB Sports Betting Podcast. Presented by BetMGM, I am your host today, Charlie Desterko, Brendan Gushin, off alongside me, BJ Cunningham, Anthony DeBundo, getting ready to break down the 15-game Friday slate. It's August 25th, and we're coming to you live on Friday. Of, of course, we're always on every Monday, Tuesday, Friday. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Payoff Pitch Podcast. Gents, let's not waste some time. Let's just get right into our best bets. BJ, I'm going to go to you first. Where are you going? Yeah, like over nine in Rockies Orioles tonight. We have two pretty bad starting pitchers on the mound. Kyle Freeland on the mound for the Rockies. Boy, he's been a disaster this season. So far, his last six starts, giving up 39 hits and 20 earned runs. Overall for the season, 5.4 expected ERA, 5.14 xFIP. And his main problem is because he's getting virtually no swings and misses. His K per nine rate is sitting at 5.79. He's in the second percentile among major league starting pitchers in whiff rate. And that is translated to a career high expected weighted on base average allowed and hard hit rate allowed. And the reason why he's getting no swings and misses is because his stuff sucks. He's got a stuff plus rating of 68. His fastball is averaging 88 miles per hour. He, and now he's going to face an Orioles team that's top 10 weighted on base average and weighted runs career plus against left-handed pitching. And also the Rockies' bullpen is bottom five in pretty much every match you can look at. So really good matchup here for the Orioles tonight. Cole Irvin will be on the mound for Baltimore. He's a negative regression candidate. 58 innings this season, 4.66 ERA. But his expected ERA is up at 6.03. And basically when he gets hit, he gets hit really hard. He's allowing a 10.5% barrel rate. He's below the 10th percentile and expected batting average allowed, expected weighted on base average allowed, and expected slugging around, slugging allowed. So... I think we're going to see a lot of runs tonight in Baltimore. I had 10.2 runs projected for this game, so like over nine runs. Yeah, this is a game that I targeted in my triple sevens. Wind also blowing out to help the righties there, right center. So like tacking both Freeland and Irvin. Freeland also, interestingly enough, actually worse on the road than at Coors Field. One of the few 
pitchers that kind of has those reverse home road splits when you have Coors Field. But Anthony, you got Hunter Green, Brandon fought on the mound. What, how are you attacking this pitching matchup? Yeah, so I do like the under. Uh, there is an under 9.5, minus 120, but I actually prefer the under 9 at even money. Uh, Brandon Fott has been a, just a different pitcher since coming back from his AAA stint. Uh, you know, he got called up relatively early in the season and got pretty much destroyed, home run after home run after home run. Uh, walk issues were real. The command issues were real. He wasn't able to really locate uh, anything uh, and fell behind and, and had to come in the zone and got kind of crushed as a result. Uh, and that was his first six outings. Uh, he was really poor. At the, after the sixth outing, he had a 9.82 ERA uh, and had allowed over two and a half homers per nine. Since the uh, return, which was July 22nd, uh, he has a 3.5 ERA with about one strikeout per inning, a whip just over one, and he has cut the home runs considerably. He's allowed just five in those 36 innings. So, Fott has improved and refined his command. The stuff has always played up uh, and it's always been above average. Uh, and so I think, you know, with the sweeper uh, and against the Reds lineup, uh, he'll have some success. And look, I know Hunter Green was really poor uh, in his first outing back from the injured list, but the stuff looks just as good as ever. Uh, basically, I'm just praying that the ball is able to stay in the yard tonight. Uh, both guys do project home run issues galore, but uh, if those home runs come when there are not runners on base, and I'm encouraged by the improved command we've seen from Fott, then uh, I like the under here. I think the run, the total is about a half run too high. There you have it. BJ's best bet, Rockies, Orioles, over nine, Anthony's, Reds, D-backs, under nine. Those are the best bets. It's time to fade the public. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? All right, 83% of bets and 90% of the cash is on the Phillies to take down the Cardinals. That's Christopher Sanchez on the mound for Philadelphia against Miles Michaelis of St. Louis. BJ, do you have any play or feel on this matchup altogether? I don't really. You know, I projected this pretty close to what the market has it. Um, you know, Christopher Sanchez, obviously a heavy ground ball type pitcher. Um, but, you know, Anthony is is more well-versed in, in the Chris Sanchez experience. So I'll let him talk a little bit more. Yeah, about Anthony Anthony's heading to the game. So not only does he have some skin in the game in that way, but he also has a play on the total. Yep, Citizens Bank Park tonight, wind blowing out 10 miles an hour. Uh, Should be very favorable for offense, especially for left-handed bats uh, blowing out to right field, uh, which I know Charlie, uh, we talked about this just before the show with triple sevens. There's a a certain lefty on the Phillies that has been doing much better of the last few weeks uh, and finally may have found his power again. But uh, these are two pitchers that do project for pretty solid home run problems. When you look at Miles Michaelis, he's actually cut the home run rate allowed this year. Uh, but it's pretty much only driven by home run to fly ball ratio, and he's gotten pretty fortunate. So there is home run regression coming from Michaelis, uh, two guys that really have plus command. And Sanchez has done a really nice job refining his command. He's sub two walks per nine, as is Michaelis. So there's not going to be a lot of free passes in this game, but uh, the, the home run issue I think is going to be a real significant one for both of these pitchers in Citizens Bank Park tonight. Uh, Sanchez uh, has always kind of had a home run issue, uh, in the minor leagues, and it has kind of translated here, barrel rate over 10% allowed. And and when he does miss, he tends to get punished because he doesn't have overpowering stuff. Uh, but when he does keep the ball down, he's able to generate a good number of ground balls. I, I like Sanchez as a pitcher. I think he's been a perfectly capable mid-rotation starter. But again, worried about the homers tonight in the conditions being the way they are in Philly with a very humid 
very windy night uh, in South Philly. So over nine and a half, don't love the Cardinals bullpen at all either. So that, that certainly could play a role later in this game uh, against a Phillies lineup. Right. And Anthony mentioned Bryce Harper. That is that certain lefty. If you couldn't guess it already, seven home runs in the month of August. And if you look at his graphs, just fly ball and hard hit rate has gone absolutely through the roof over the past month. He's always had the barrel rate. The problem was the balls were just getting pounded into the ground. But there you have it. Anthony likes the over. I like Harper to do some damage. And BJ staying pat in this game. It's time to move on to our underdogs. Where's my dog? And BJ, you're heading back to that Reds D-backs game, and you're targeting a side here. Yeah, I do actually like the Reds here. I think the price is too high on Fod. I know he's one of Anthony's guys, and he's got great stuff plus, and he's pitched better in the month of August. But I don't really think he's got, in, or at least the Diamondbacks, have an advantage in the starting pitching matchup. I mean, Hunter Green, I, I get it. That start was an absolute disaster against the Blue Jays coming off the IL. But his start in the minors uh, right before that start was very encouraging. It was here in Des Moines, Iowa against the Iowa Cubs. He struck out nine batters, didn't give up a run. And the thing about Green is, obviously, his stuff is off the charts. He's got incredible velocity, averaging 98.6 miles per hour on his fastball with a wipeout slider that has over a 40% whiff rate. But his command has obviously been all over the map this season. He's walked per nine rate is above four. So if he can get his commander to control, he will eventually turn into this elite starter. And the Diamondbacks this are not only hitting the ball very poorly lately, but against fastballs of 98 miles per hour or faster this season, they have a minus 4.8 run value and only have a 317 expected weighted on base average. And like Anthony mentioned, Fod has been, he's been better as of late, but you know, given the stuff plus now these two pitchers projected out before the season, uh, I don't really see the Diamondbacks having a significant edge. And then when you dig into the bullpens, there's really not that much of an advantage here for the Diamondbacks. Whether you look at XFIP, uh, strikeout to walk ratio, stuff plus, all of it is, is pretty even comparatively between the Diamondbacks and the Reds. And then, you know, if you look over the last 30 days, the Diamondbacks are a bottom five offense in terms of weighted on base average. So uh, I projected the Reds as a slight favorite here. So I do like them uh, at plus 130. Yeah, the D-backs offense has really kind of just fallen off a ledge the last month plus and if you have your bingo cards at home that's check off iowa reference from bj mm-hmm. anthony going to a phillies game and all that's left is me complaining about a bad beat on a side or total <laughs> anthony where are you headed for your underdog on friday night anybody want to guess what uh corbin carroll's ops is in the month of august 75 oh no ops not ops plus oh um six seventy five. 698. So he is certainly, I mean, you can pretty much draw like a straight line graph from why is the Arizona offense started to fall off and pretty much say, well, look, Corbin Carroll was one of the best hitters in the National League in the first half of the season, and he's been pretty bad in the second half. Uh, So yeah, I mean, he had a 979 in June, 879 in May, and now 800 in July, which is still plenty good. Uh, But his power has completely disappeared. Uh, 698 with a 365 slug in August. So Except last too night. concerning, maybe hitting the rookie, the, the, the quote unquote rookie wall or league figuring out some things or just a, a slump. But uh, Carroll has struggled, even though he will be the rookie of the year. Uh, I, I would take the Reds too, personally. The, the, the thing about Arizona is they are very patient, which means that it kind of increases the variance, right? If, if Green's able to get ahead, 
this lineup is in trouble because they, he has stuff to destroy them. If the uh, you know if the Diamondbacks are patient and they get in a lot of favorable counts, that's when you're going to see the homers. I don't think Hunter Green will give up five homers per start though, which is what happened uh, in his last outing against the Blue Jays. Moving over to your little story tale on uh, the Reds D-backs, I will say Corbin Carroll did, of course, hit a home run last night to give the D-backs the win, and and I'm you know I'm, I'm yeah, watching every Reds game. Um, yeah, my Reds to make the playoffs, it's big, but it's a big series for the Wild. It is, it is a huge series. A lot on the line. A lot on the line here. The Reds are now a half game out. D-backs in that third spot, but there's Giants a, a, are still there. And speaking of the Giants, you like them to pull off the upset tonight against Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, this look like Spencer Strider has been my kryptonite most of the season. Uh, if you follow me in the app and you follow me, uh, you know, in our Discord, we, we were joking about it earlier in the season. Anytime I bet the Spencer Strider strikeout under, he would go over by one. Uh, and then I stopped betting it for a little while and he went under every start for like a month. Uh, and now, you know, the market has kind of uh, cooled off on him a little bit. The strikeout rate uh, per nine is, is as good as anybody in the league. Uh, but there is, you know, one thing and. Uh, I think it's meaningful. It's, you know, you look at Strider's numbers and you can say, well, you know, look at his XFIP and look at his, his ERA and, and compare the XERA to the ERA. And you can say, oh, yes, well, you know, he is clearly better than he's pitched. Uh, and his strikeout minus walk rate is 5% better than every other starter in Major League Baseball. But I think he does get overvalued by the market because, uh, you know, if you just run the strikeout minus walk and what his XFIP should be and what he actually is as a pitcher – he throws more pitches right down the middle than any pitcher, any starter all season long. He's number one in pitches middle, middle. Now his stuff is so good that he does still get a lot of whiffs and he is still a very capable pitcher of doing that because he, some hitters just don't hit it. But uh, when you only have two pitches and you throw middle, middle as much as he does, it's just going to make you more vulnerable to the long ball, to getting barreled and to running into some trouble. So he's not somebody like a Jacob deGrom who combines elite stuff with like elite placement. He is more of a, here's my stuff, have fun and try to hit it. And it, it does result in uh, above average home run rates. And I think that is sticky. And I think when you look at what Strider will be year to year, I think you will consistently see that, uh, especially as he gets second and third time through the order. You know, teams are not sitting and waiting anymore and saying, I'm going to fall behind 0-2 and then have no chance. Um, so teams are being more aggressive. And and so I think the Giants um, are a little bit undervalued here. It's not my favorite underdog of the of the, of the year. They they certainly uh, have been in an absolute tailspin. Um, but uh, Kapler's ability to mix and match through this lineup behind, you know, they the, had the day off yesterday, so the bullpen will be rested behind Webb. Not that Webb ever needs the bullpen. Uh, but plus 130 at home is a little bit short for me. So I'm going to take the San Francisco Giants and think that the market is just a little too high on Spence. There you go. Anthony's underdog, the San Francisco Giants against Atlanta Braves, and BJ taking Hunter Green and the Reds against Arizona. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario 
only must be 21 or older to wager 19 or older in Ontario new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from ensuance excludes Michigan disassociated persons please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado DC Kansas Louisiana Nevada Wyoming or Virginia 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana Maryland New Jersey or West Virginia 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York call or text Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi in Ontario if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. All right, gents. Last set of bets. I'm going to start with BJ because BJ is actually going against you at some capacity in that uh, Braves-Giants game. BJ, give me your final bets. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I bet it last night. The Braves, first five, minus 140. The best price you can find out there is minus 150. That's about my cutoff um, in terms of first five line. I get it, Anthony. Like, I get it. Strider's throwing the ball a little more down the middle. But I don't think that this Giants lineup is the one that's going to be able to actually hit him. I mean, last 30 days, they've been second worst in terms of weighted on base average, hitting the second fewest home runs in Major League Baseball. So um, I'm going to bet against their offense. And Logan Webb, who has been good, you know, 3.6 expected ERA, uh, just projection models rate out Strider just significantly better than Webb uh, in terms of projection. Uh, Other ones, uh, Marlins, Nationals over eight. Uh, we have Johan Don on the mound, who projects out to be around a five-year type pitcher, um, along with Braxton Garrett, who's a big negative regression candidate. Uh, he's got an expected ERA sitting around 4.6. Um, and the Nationals hit left-handers uh, pretty well. So those are my other two picks for today. And Anthony, take us home. You also have a pair of bats left. Yeah, Yohan uh, Adan had that one seven-inning perfect game <laughs> that he was pitching against the Reds, and then uh, ever since then, it's it's been back to the good old Yohan we love and uh, and laugh at. Uh, he got roughed up the last couple outings, but uh, big series. We haven't talked about it yet. Uh, I have to discuss the Padres. I'm, I'm contractually obligated to mention them in every episode that I appear <laughs> in. So I, I do think the totals a touch high today. Uh, I'm I've always been higher than the market on Brandon Woodruff. He's come back from injury. The strikeouts have not come back yet. Uh, he didn't really do a ton in terms of the strikeouts in his last outing against a lineup that I would have expected him to have more success from a whiff perspective against. But uh, the stuff looks good. The stuff looked good in his rehab. Uh, and so I, I have no reason to think that he's really diminished as a pitcher. Uh, and so I do think this total is a little bit high. This is the kind of series, you know, the Padres have used Josh Hader five times a whole month. Uh, so if, if they start using him more and they start using uh, – you know, they're higher leverage guys behind Darvish. I think that they are going to be a pretty good run prevention system. I just still have question marks about this offense, and I still don't think it's nearly as good uh, as they get priced every night. So I like the under here. Uh, I will. Well, let me, let me, before, before you give your last one out, I want to add, go back to the Padres just for a sec. Because it, it's interesting, right? You mentioned Hader hasn't pitched at all or five times in this last month. Do you think it's more of a thing that, that he won't pitch in his contract year in that eighth? 
and the extra, that's what it is. And that's what has well, ultimately that, led to their. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, that was a thing last year, right? The Brewers tried using him in like two inning stints and like using him in the more high leverage deployable situation. And then he didn't really appreciate it. So I think that was part of the reason he got traded too. Um, it was just a difference of philosophy and they weren't going to pay him and whatever. But uh, the, yeah, the situation is weird. But, uh, you know, two elite closers still in this matchup, which which I, I do appreciate when I bet an under because I'm tired of losing games on bad bullpens in the ninth inning. But uh, under eight plus 100. I know, BJ, I think you bet the under two. Uh, and Charlie bet his Padres like every day. But I, <laughs> I, I, do, I do I do like um, – I like both pitchers more than I like both offenses in this one, and I think it's a touch high. So uh, under eight. And then the – probably the most surprising line of the day is that this Dodgers-Red Sox over keeps getting bet up. Uh, I know that Cutter Crawford doesn't have the most overpowering stuff, but he's been a pretty quality mid-rotation starter for his time with the Red Sox. And his stuff plus has marginally trended downward since he became a full-time starter, left the bullpen, which is is to be expected. But Lance Lynn, you know, we've talked about him, career high strikeout minus walk, whiff rates in the zone as good as ever. And now the Dodgers have tweaked his pitch mix to help him get barreled less. Uh, and it has worked for him so far, and, and he's you know somebody we've identified consistently on this show as a bet-on candidate. So I did take the Dodgers and the Red Sox first five under five and a half, split it with a full game because um, you know the Red Sox bullpen has had great results, but it, 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 you look at the names on the list and you're just like, how have they pulled this off? Um, and, and so I, I do have a little bit of concern about their bullpen regressing, but the totals are too high. I would expect this to be around 10 and five, not five and a half, 10 and a half. So a lot of totals for me today. And um, baseball unders never go well for me, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, it seems like all the totals always seem to mess up some way or another with the bullpens blowing it up. I, I just real quick, I do like the Padres. I will just say, you Darvish, one of the most interesting pitchers, and you know, I, I always expect him to pitch better. It suggested underlying metrics suggest that he will pitch better, which plays into your under just a three six eight expected ERA, but his ERA still manages to be in that mid four range. But there you have it. BJ is on, just a quick recap, the Rockies-Orioles over nine. The Cincinnati Reds on the money line at plus 140. The Nationals-Marlins over eight. And the Braves over the first five. His cutoff is at minus 150. As for Anthony, Reds D-backs under nine was his best bet. He's on the over nine and a half in, in, again, in the Phillies game. The Giants, his money line underdog pick. And then the Brewers-Padres under eight, and then splitting on the Dodgers-Red Sox first five and full game under. That'll do it for Friday's edition of Payoff Pitch. Brendan Glashin will be back on the sticks hosting this on Monday. We're here every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And yes, Brendan, I'm sorry we did not mention Shohei Otani, but that's your mention right now. Angels are just on a free fall. See you guys next time. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.